Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Excess Press. My name is Matt and I'm the host of this Disney theme parks news podcast. This is episode 46 for the week of February 17th, 2019. Well, here we are again on another show. I'm feeling a lot better than I was earlier this week. It was kind of tough to record this past episode, uh, or last week's episode, I should say, but uh, I'm back. I'm feeling a lot better, thankfully. Uh, but yeah, pretty pretty rough week, which which kind of stunk, but uh, you know what? Back into it. So, But uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's get to the Disney news today. There is, really isn't too much that was happening this past week. It was, it was a pretty slow news week. Uh, yeah, nothing, nothing too, ex- nothing that exciting happened. But there were some good little tidbits that dropped here and there. Uh, like there's going to be a new After Dark adv- event that's happening over at Disneyland, and there's going to be some new things that are coming to both the Disney Springs area in the Walt Disney World and the Downtown Disney uh, District in Disneyland. So, but uh, but yeah, why don't we just jump right into it and begin this week's episode of the XS Press Podcast. So Disneyland has set some dates for their latest Disneyland After Dark event. These events have been themed like er- earlier this month. Uh, we had a Sweethearts Nights that was kind of based for Valentine's Day. Uh, and then on upcoming on March 7th, there will be the 90s night celebrating, of course, all things from the 90s. Uh, I really wish I could go to that one because that one sounds awesome. Uh, but yeah, so this next event that's coming to Disneyland uh, will be called After Dark Heroes Assemble, which will take place at Disney's California Adventure Park. You'll be able to experience incredible entertainment. There will be character encounters, event-themed food, uh, merchandise, and more, which are all themed to your favorite superhero stories. Uh, you also have access to select attractions at the Disney California Adventure Park, which of course include Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. So you can uh, choose uh, to attend the Disneyland After Dark Heroes Assemble event uh, during uh, or sorry, you can do it either April 30th or May 1st of 2019. So they have two dates for that. 
uh, and the event will last from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. each night. So yeah, it's a, it's a pretty late night, which is pretty awesome. Usually events like this usually go to like midnight, but yeah, it's a 1 a.m., so that's going to be awesome. Uh, so each night will feature entertainment, including a, a dance party and heroic show moments. You'll have encountered with admired superheroes. There will be a park-wide scavenger hunt to find hidden artifacts. There will be uh, photo opportunities, uh, as well as themed food, beverages, and merchandise. Uh, there will be fun surprises that celebrate 80 years of comic art. You'll get unlimited digital downloads of your Disney PhotoPass photos that are captured during the, during the event. And you could also dress up as your favorite superheroes. So you'll be able to come in costume like you would like the, the Halloween party. So you can dress up. You just got to follow those Disney costume guidelines. But, but yeah, so that's pretty awesome as well. So for the details for the event, um, uh, it is $109 per person. Uh, if you are an annual pass holder, pre-sale tickets are available February 19th. And then if general admission tickets are available February 21st. Uh, and then if you want, you can actually get into the park early at 6 p.m. So that gives you three hours before the, the party if you want to get there early. So you could do that. Uh, but yeah, so that is uh, those are the details for the upcoming Disneyland After Dark Heroes Assemble event uh, that is coming to the uh, California Adventure Park. So uh, if you're excited about that, make sure you check that out upcoming later this year. Again, this is going to be on April 31st. Or, sorry, April 30th. I apologize. There is no... I don't think there... Yeah, there's no April 31st. My apologies. So it's April 30th and May 1st. Uh, so that's in a few months. So yeah, be sure to check that out. So this one piece of news that I'm super excited about, it was reported last month that the large and exotic bird known as Kevin from Disney Pixar's Up uh, appear to, uh, to appear to be migrating north uh, from Paradise Falls, which is, uh, which is coming into the direction of Disney's Animal Kingdom. Well, Kevin has finally landed and now can be seen roaming the park. So this has got to be one of the coolest costume characters I've seen at the Disney parks. The body is about six feet tall and the neck and the head go up to about eight feet. Uh, the head seems to be controlled by someone else. I don't know if it's, it's controlled by the costume character uh, in, inside. I'd be, I feel like that'd be pretty tough. Uh, but it interacts with the guests. It's, the head is not static. It kind of goes up and down. Um, and it also has these like little, he has his little wings on the side of the body that flap as well. Uh, but it's, it's really awesome to see how they brought this to life. So I'm sure a lot of you have seen either photos or videos of this so far. It just looks really cool. I mean, this thing is, this thing is monstrous. Um, so he's, so Kevin, or sorry, so she's actually not a meet and greet character. Uh, but you can find her roaming the park from 9.30 to 4.30 every day at Animal Kingdom. Uh, so yeah, you just gotta kind of just come across her. I don't, I don't know how, how, I guess she's just, yeah, she's literally just walking around the park interacting with the guests. So you just have to kind of see if you could spot them or spot her, I should say. Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely excited to see this character. Uh, Disney has never said that she'll be around for a limited time so i guess i can assume that she's here to stay but uh but yeah really excited for this character and if you guys are in animal kingdom make sure you're on the lookout for her 
So this is the year celebration for The Lion King due to its 25th anniversary since it's debuted uh, in theaters back in 1994. There will be celebrations over at Disneyland Paris Resort as well as the Disneyland Resort in Anaheim, which I kind of reported on the past few weeks. Uh, But of course, there will also be celebrations happening in the Animal Kingdom Park. Uh, The Lion King has always had a large presence in the park since its opening in 1998. That is also when the Festival of the Lion King show made its debut. I actually have never seen that show and I'm kind of disappointed that I haven't. I mean, I've heard such great things, so hopefully I can check that out on my next visit. Um, But yeah, so each day over in Discovery Island, you could check out the Hakuna Matata Dance Time Party, which is a wild celebration where young adventurers can let out their inner animals on the dance floor. The party host engages with everyone in entertaining dances and games that are inspired by the Lion King and some of the animals they've encountered in their travels. So there are a group of talented musicians and a DJ that provide the perfect soundtrack to the Hukunu Matata Dance Time Party, which feature animal-inspired popular songs and tunes from the Lion King. Also, Timon, Rafiki will be there, and then they'll have uh, some other characters from different movies like Baloo, there's Koda, and then Miko. There is also Turk as well, so they'll be uh, dancing along with you. Uh, There will also be some fun photo spots, which include a three-dimensional scene, three-dimensional scene that looks like, uh, as you look through it, it looks like you leapt right out of the film. And then starting this summer, the Tree of Life will awaken in the evenings with a new story depicting moments from Simba's journey in a beautiful artistic style, which is set to music inspired by the score of The Lion King. So all of these celebrations are happening right now, and this is going on through September 30th. So uh, yeah, be sure to check all of that out if you are visiting the Animal Kingdom Park. Over in Disney Springs, there is a brand new pop-up store called the Art Corner by Artistic Talent Group. So if you are the creative type, this might be the place for you. There are a bunch of different sections uh, where in the store that you can get unique crafts done by yourself or for your family. Uh, There is a section called Nameworks where you can have an artist turn your name into a work of art. There are a bunch of different styles, sizes, and designs to choose from. Uh, If you want a caricature done, you can do that as well, Uh, but it's actually all done digitally. So the artist will draw it on the computer and then print it out for you. Uh, But I feel like if I wanted a caricature done of myself, I would rather like just have someone draw it, hand draw it for me. And then I feel like that's, I don't know. I feel like if someone's to actually draw me, I'd rather have like the real life thing of it. But I don't know, that's just me. You can also see the craft of artistic marbling be performed. It is an ancient art form of Su Minagashi, and it uh, you'll work side by side with a professional artisan to create custom-made silk items. So I think they're kind of like scarves that you would uh, you would make for yourselves. Uh, and then if you are a fan of coffee, there is a local Florida artist uh, named Stephen McKell who only uses coffee to paint. Uh, So you wanna check out his work in the store as well. And sometimes, uh, apparently it takes anywhere between like 60 to like 120 cups of coffee per painting that he does. So that's, yeah, that's a lot. Um, 
But yeah, so this is a pop-up store, so I'm not entirely sure how long it will last. So if any of any of that interests you, yeah, be sure to stop by. I know that some of these things, like the, the artistic marbling, and I believe the name work section, like these things actually premiered over at the Festival, Festival of the Arts last year over in Epcot, and now it is brought to Disney Springs. So, so yeah, be sure to stop by and check that out. So growing up in New Jersey, I would go to the shore every summer. I mean, we would frequently visit Long Beach Island, and if you are if you live in the area or are familiar with LBI, you'll know that as you cross the bridge uh, over the bay, the first thing you see when you enter the island is a Ron John surf shop. So the, the reason I'm saying all this be, is because a Ron John surf shop will be opening late 2019 over in Disney Springs at the Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, it will be a 10,000 square foot store that will be located in the town center. So if you aren't familiar with a Ron John Surf Shop, it pretty much has everything you need when visiting the beach. There is swimwear, uh, swimwear surfwear, hats, sunglasses, footwear, and much more. Uh, so the original surf shop actually opened up in New Jersey back in the 60s, and it has now expanded all over the country. Uh, Debbie Harvey, who is the president and CEO of Ron John, Ron John Surf Shop, said, We are thrilled to be planning a new Ron John store located at Disney Springs. This is an extremely popular shopping destination for local residents and the millions of visitors coming to their Orlando area. And we feel that it's the perfect location for a new Ron John Surf Shop. So, uh, yeah, that's so it's coming to Disney Springs. I don't know how I really feel about it. I mean, I think it's 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 pretty cool. I mean, the, the store I would stop out. I mean, for me, it's kind of nostalgic always seeing the store, uh, but I feel like it's just not going to fit in well with the rest of Disney Springs. Uh, I'm I don't know. That's just me. When I first heard about this, I'm like, oh, why Disney? I feel like I don't know. I always kind of feel like a Ron John Surf Shop is kind of like cheesy i mean I, I honestly haven't been in one in a long time so i'm not really sure how they how they kind of design their store and what it's supposed to look like now but i always like imagine it i, I don't know i always well, i shouldn't imagine it i didn't imagine it i always felt like it was just kind of like a cheesy store you walk in and it's for just like it's kind of like a tourist trap i mean again so we'll see i don't really know what it, it looks like now but uh but yeah so if you guys are excited about a ron john surf shop it is coming to disney springs later this year So for the past couple weeks, I've been mentioning the Mickey, the True Original Exhibition that has been over in New York City. Uh, I got to visit it a few weeks ago. It actually just ended its run last week, so you can't visit it anymore. Uh, but I know some people on like the West Coast have been really wanting to see something like this. Well, you're kind of in luck. It's not It's not exactly the, the Mickey, the True Original Exhibition, but uh, it was announced this week that 
at the Downtown Disney's District in the Disneyland Resort. It will be getting an all-new experience called Pop-Up Disney, a Mickey Celebration. Uh, it will transport you through a visually and whimsical immersive experience celebrating 90 years of the one and only Mickey Mouse and his darling Minnie Mouse. So kind of similar to the Mickey 2 original exhibition that I was, I've been talking about. So this is a limited time exhibition that will feature several different uh, imaginatively themed rooms with vivid displays that are inspired by all things Mickey Mouse. Every room will feature selfie-worthy surprises and provide plenty of fun and fabulous photo ops for your family and friends. Uh, so one of the things they're going to have is like a super-sized and uh, it's, it's going to be a super-sized and super-sweet uh, bow sofa, uh, which is pretty cool. It, it's in the shape of, I guess, uh, Minnie's bow or Mickey's bow. Um, and so also in the area, you can pop into the portrait and take a seat on Minnie's plush sofa or pose under Minnie's giant bows and hearts. Uh, so yeah, this sounds pretty awesome. Uh, so that'll be opening up soon. Uh, so it is also a separately ticketed uh, exhibit, which will be located near the Downtown Disney District monorail station in the formal, former space of the SPN zone. Uh, so tickets will go on sale soon. They didn't say when or how much the tickets will be, but I assume maybe it'll be like $40 or something like that. Um, but yeah, so it's, like I said, it, it seems like it's similar to the Mickey, the true original exhibition that I uh, had recently gone to, which was really awesome. It was totally worth the, the price and visiting. Um, and again, I, I, I'm happy to see that now people on the West Coast get something similar to it. Uh, but yeah, so it seems, uh, seems pretty awesome. So I, it didn't really say, it didn't say when it was opening up soon, but, um, or when it was opening up, but I'll, as soon as I get more details, I'll be sure to let you guys know. So those were all of the big news stories for today, and I just have some smaller stories, uh, and then I'm going to go into questions that we received from listeners. So uh, the first up is, so starting this spring and going through the summer, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror at Hollywood Studios will be going under a complete refurbishment going into Mission Breakout. Just kidding. It's not going to be going into a Guardians of the Galaxy. It's just going to be going under a refurbishment that will reduce the ride's capacity. Uh, it's going to look... It looks like they want to fix some of the broken effects and make sure that it's 100% before the crowds kind of just descend upon the park for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So they just want to make sure everything is working properly. Uh, but because of the work they're doing, you can probably expect longer wait times and a Disney will also reduce how many fast pass reservations are available. So uh, just be wary of that if you plan on visiting the Tower of Terror. Um, I don't think I have to worry about it because I don't really like to ride it. I mean, I do, but I get I have bad motion sickness and this is just one of the rides where Dramamine does not really help. Uh, but I, it's some, most of the time I can stomach it. But I, I mostly just like going to the ride for like the queue and for the experience because I think it has one of the best queues in the Disney parks. So, but yeah. So anyways, uh, if you guys uh, are looking to ride that, just be wary of maybe possibly longer wait times later this year. 
so next up, uh, what I'm really excited about, I don't know if I'll get to the Disneyland Park anytime soon, but it's super exciting for me. If you're going to the California Adventure Park, it'll you'll be good that uh, you'll be happy to know that World of Color is finally returning to the uh, to the Pixar Pier after undergoing refurbishment. So. Uh, Disney hasn't really had the official word just yet, but guests can now book the World of Color, uh, World of Color Dessert Party, uh, which is a special ticket event at $79, and people can start doing that on Saturday, Saturday, February 23rd. So it looks like on February 23rd, the World of Color is finally coming back. Uh, guests can also now book the World of Color Dining Package, which of course also starts on the 23rd. And you could book that either at the Carthay Circle or Wine Country Trattatore. Um, when I, my, when my wife and I went to go visit back in 2014, we actually booked the World of Color dining package. We ate at Carthay Circle, which was fantastic. If you've never been before, it's so good. Um, it's 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 amazing. So we did that, and then we got prime seating location for World of Color. And if you've never seen World of Color, it is it is by it is by far my favorite nighttime of, of event. Uh, I don't think anything matches it. It's my favorite. I absolutely love it. Um, but yeah, so I'm happy that it is now coming back. I I feel bad. One of my best friends, you're probably listening. One of my best friends, he just went to Disneyland this past week, uh, and when he found out that he was just missing World of Color, he was he was a little mad because he lives in Atlanta, so he went to go travel to Disneyland and in Hollywood for a vacation. But uh, yeah, he was a little mad that uh, world of, he was just missing the world of color. So, uh, but yeah, so it is coming back uh, this upcoming weekend. So that'll be that'll be pretty awesome. So then the last quick update uh, that we just want to say is that Ralph and Vanellope from Disney's animated movie Ralph Breaks the Internet, and of course Wreck It Ralph, uh, they will be meeting at Epcot in a brand new location. Uh, so you can go over meet them at Imageworks in the Imagination Pavilion. So you'll be able to meet them there every single day. That is their brand new location over there. So, uh, but yeah, I mean that's all really the only the news. Um, I think they were trying to get it out because it it is being released on Blu-ray or Ralph Breaks the Internet's being released on Blu-ray on the February 26th. So I think they're trying to do that in promotion with uh, the release of that but but yeah if you want to meet them you can oh you can meet them over in the imagination pavilion uh but yeah so that's uh that's all the news that we have for today uh but yeah just uh, stay tuned and we're going to get to listener questions up next So this past week, we have a, a couple of listener questions that I'm going to go through. Uh, the first one is a bit, uh, it's not going to take us long. So I'm going to do that one first. 
so up first from Instagram, we had our good friend of the show, Carter, again. Thank you, Carter, for submitting your questions. You always have like such thoughtful and really great questions. Uh, but he had asked if if I had to choose one attraction to be a cast member, uh, what would it be? And Carter said that he would work over in the Tower of Terror. Uh, that is a really good one. It's kind of funny that you mentioned that one because when you asked me this question, my immediately my first thought, uh, I had two, two of them, which I'll get to the other one in a sec, but Tower Terror was actually one of them because Tower Terror is one where like you can kind of act and like be be kind of depressing and like creepy and just like a little weird uh because like you're you're supposed to be just like this person that's working on the elevator and i feel like they always have like some pretty funny lines uh to the guests to just kind of make them laugh like they're about to get on this elevator i mean i can't remember exactly what they say but i always find those cast members to be hilarious that that work on that attraction and i would love to do that um but my uh my the one I would actually want to be an, uh, a cast member for an attraction for, I 100% want to be that ghost host uh, over at the Haunted Mansion that kind of ushers you into the stretching room. Uh, it's Again, it's one of those few jobs where you don't have to be happy. Uh, you can kind of have a have some fun with the guests and having them move to, move to the dead center of the room. Uh, I feel like those those would be always pretty fun to do because people are always excited getting on the Haunted Mansion. Um, but yeah, I would absolutely love to be one of the ghost hosts at the Haunted Mansion. Um, but please don't put me on the track where I have... I mean, I guess it would be a good workout, but I wouldn't want to be on like the, the end of the queue where you have to just keep walking. Or the front of the queue where you're just walking on the track all day long. But I guess it would be nice to get some good exercise in. But uh, but yeah, I my position, I would want to be hosting people into the... Or I would want to usher them into the to the elevator shaft in the haunted mansion but uh but yeah so carter thank you for that question um so i had mentioned briefly last week that a, a friend of the show jen she had she wanted to know about the history of trader sam's enchanted tiki room and uh the grog grotto um and then also kind of just like some tips of how to kind of uh, approach the grog grotto um so so I had to do a bit, of, a bit of research for this because I didn't really know too much about it. Um, so I, I held the question off for a week because I didn't have time to research it, but I had to do, I had some time to do some research this past week. So, so yeah, let's, uh, let's dive into this. So uh, on episode 43, I actually spoke with uh, Brandy and she actually talked about her time working at Trader Sam's Grog Grotto. She was one of the first people to work in it. Uh, and of course, uh, Trader Sam's Grog Grotto is in the Polynesian Resort. So Jen, I assume that's like what kind of sparked your interest of, of wanting to know more about it. So like I said, I would do a bit more research into Trader Sam's history. Uh, and I honestly didn't know much about it. So it was, it was, a, it was a great learning experience uh, for me as well. Um, I actually haven't been to the one in the Polynesian Resort just yet, but I do hope to go on it on my next trip. Um, but I have been over to the one in the Disneyland Hotel over at Anaheim. Uh, I went to that one, the Enchanted Tiki Bar, on my trip back in 2014. Uh, it was actually also kind of awesome because I was able to meet the host of the Winter to the Magic podcast, which is my favorite Disney podcast. Uh, and like at the time he, he did a weekly meetup at Trader Sam's. So we went to it while we were there. Um, I know I mentioned the, that his show back, 
before on episode 18 where I kind of told you guys a bit about myself and some of the podcasts that uh, I listen well, some of the Disney podcasts I listen to. Um, but anyways, let's uh, let's dive into the history of the Trader Sam's bars. Um, so I thought we we should first answer the question of who is Trader Sam? Uh, if you frequent the Jungle Cruise attraction, uh, you'll know that at the very end of the attraction, you get to meet Sam. He is known as the head salesman of the uh, jungle, uh, which of course is a play on words, meaning that he will sell you his shrunken heads. Um, but he actually has like a different look uh, at each of the different Jungle Cruise attractions in Disneyland and the Walt Disney World Resort. So yeah, they look completely different from each other. Um, so the Jungle Cruise was actually, it was an opening day attraction over at the Disneyland back in 1990, uh, 1955, but it wasn't until 1957 that Trader Sam was put into the attraction. During that time, he actually wore a tribal mask until about like the mid 2000s during a free fresh of the ride um, where they actually removed the mask. Uh, so Trader Sam kind of became an icon for that ride since he was the last thing uh, you would see if, when the attraction uh, is ending. So where did the idea of Trader Sam's Enchanted Tiki Room begin? Uh, so the Disneyland Hotel was actually looking to add a new bar and lounge to the hotel. Uh, it, the hotel is dedicated to the, the rich history of Disneyland itself, especially in its like formative years of the 50s and 60s. Uh, during that time, tiki bars were very popular. A man by the name of Ernest Grant, aka Don the Beachcomber, opened up a tiki bar back in Hollywood in 1934. He had traveled to the South Pacific and like when he came back, he just couldn't get it out of his mind. Uh, and then also veterans coming back from the South Pacific during World War II liked visiting the tiki bars because they loved the, like the landscape of the lands and it kind of gave them a more like lighthearted remembrance of the war. Um, but it was because of those early tiki bars, that's how Trader Sam's got its inspiration. Uh, Brendan Clea, Clayla, hopefully I'm saying that right, Brand Brandon Clayla, he was a Imagineer, he was the lead set decorator and former Jungle Cruise cast member who kind of convinced everyone to go into the direction of theming it towards the Jungle Cruise. Uh, he had actually collected over 1,600 pieces of artwork for over a year for the Tiki Bar. Uh, and this was happening in the late 2000s when he, when they were trying to, uh, pretty much coming up with this idea. Um, but in the in the bar, there are references of uh, the Trader Sam knowing Captain Jack Sparrow, Indiana Jones, and uh, over in the Walt Disney World's The Adventurers Club, and The Adventurers Club is now the extinct uh, down, uh, Pleasure Island uh, bar that everyone seemed to love. I, I was too young for it, but it closed down, but The Adventurers Club was kind of similar where it had that kind of tiki theming, so... Um, but yeah, so Disney is all about story and theming whenever it comes to opening up a new attraction to a resort, or in this case, uh, a, 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 the bar and lounge. Um, so to find out the backstory of Trader Sam's bar, you, you can find various letters on the wall and read all, read all about it. But if you don't have time to do that, I'll just kind of sum it up for you. Uh, so Trader Sam, he is very well, sorry, so Trader Sam is interested in, uh, he had an interest in mixology, but and because of his love and interest in head shrinking potions, he uh, he wanted to kind of go towards mixology. 
Uh, so since he is very well connected in the import-export business, Sam reached out to his friends over at the Jungle Cruise Navigational Company to help him decorate the bar. Uh, so he was provided with lots of artifacts to kind of put up all over the walls. So that's kind of like the, the gist of the story of behind uh, Trader Sam's Enchanted Tiki Bar. Or, yeah, Enchanted Tiki Bar. Um, so yeah, so the so Trader Sam's Enchanted Tiki Bar had officially opened up at the Disneyland Hotel in May of 2011 to great reception. So, I mean, the bar is just so well-themed uh, and it just has some amazing cocktails. Also, when you order certain cocktails, there are some fun animatronics that go off. Uh, so if you look, if, if you buy one of those, just be to look out next time you're there to see what's, what's happening. Um, and then in 2015, uh, Disney had opened up a second Tiki Bar at the Polynesian Resort in Walt Disney World called Trader Sam's Grog Grotto. Again, it grew a lot of inspiration from the Enchanted Tiki Room, uh, the Jungle Cruise, and it also draws some themes from the classic 20,000 Leagues Under the Seas attraction. Um, so it's pretty similar to the one that's in the Disneyland, Disneyland Hotel where it has effects and the bartenders will have some fun with you. Uh, I actually personally haven't been to the Grog Grotto just yet, like I said earlier, but I do plan on it on my next trip. Um, so that's pretty much for like the small history of how Trader Sam's Enchanted Tiki Bar came about and then inspired the Grog Grotto. Um, now, if you're looking to visit either of them, the Disneyland one, as far as I know, doesn't get too crazy where it's hard to find a seat. It's also pretty big from what I remember. Uh, the Grog Grotto, the, uh, the Grog Grotto, it, I mean, that's a different story. So... It's so I do want to give you some tips if you plan on visiting the Graga Grotto um, on an upcoming trip. Again, this is the one that's at the Polynesian Resort in Walt Disney World. Um, so here's some quick tips on like what you might want to think about if you plan on visiting it. Um, so I would definitely get there early. Uh, otherwise, you're you're gonna have to wait in a line. Uh, it is a much smaller bar, and there is not a lot of room in there to be honest. Uh, so this does open up at 4 p.m. Um, so maybe if you are planning on making a, a reservation over at one of the restaurants in the Polynesian, uh, you can check out the bar beforehand. So say you have like a, like a 6 p.m. at Ohana, maybe you want to go to Trader Sam's at 4 o'clock and just check out the bar then. Um, also after 8 p.m., there are actually no kids allowed uh, at all in the bar. So just be weary of that. Uh, also, it's not a restaurant. They only have small plates, but you can definitely get full if you order a bunch of them. Uh, it's, it's similar with other lounges. They usually have smaller plates. Um, but yeah, space is, space is very limited. Um, so prepare to sit with people you don't know and just, uh, just make some friends with them. I mean, I think that's what I have my wife and I have fun with on other vacations because if it's just us sometimes we just get not sick of each other but it's like you run out of conversation so it's always fun to talking to the person next to you um so there is seating at the bar but there's only a very limited number of stools uh around the outside of the room there are four person tables but again if there's only four of you uh they will sit you sit you down with other people like I had said before uh they they need to fill that space so uh, and then there's also a long community table in the center of the room. Uh, but yeah, those are just some things you need to know about the Grog Grotto on your first visit. Um, but that's, uh, that's all I have about Trader Sam's Tiki Bars. I know that's kind of like a short version of it. 
Um, I, I was, I tried to do this the best I can when researching this topic. I was super busy this entire week and I still wasn't feeling well. I was kind of recovering. Uh, so I tried to research this the best I can. Um, but Jen, thank you so much again for your question. Um, I really appreciate it. And hopefully you learned a little bit about that. Um, but yeah, so that's a, that's going to kind of wrap it up for this week's episode, guys. I mean, again, sorry, it was, it was a really short news week. Not, not a lot was happening, uh, but luckily I had some questions to fill some time in. So I appreciate that, guys. Um, and yeah, if anyone ever wants to send me in a question, if they want me to answer anything on the podcast or give my opinion on something, please reach out. I have several different ways you can get in touch with me, which I'll kind of go over in a bit. But yeah, any questions would be great. Um, but yeah, so please please be sure to send those in. Uh, but yeah, so guys, if you are not subscribing to the podcast already, please do so. You can do that on either Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, pretty much however you listen to podcasts. Uh, please rate and review the show. It would be much appreciated. It'll help uh, my show get out there a bit more and people will be able to find it easier. So any reviews from you guys would be helpful. Um, that'd be great. Um, you could also easily find me at excesspresspodcast.com and pretty much you can contact me through the website if you want. You can find all my social media links on there. Uh, you can find me at Excess Press Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, you could do that. But if you're looking for specific links, how to subscribe to the show, you can do that as well. Um, again, you can, if you have any questions, you can contact me through the website, or if you want, just shoot me an email over at excesspresspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and Hey, I would love to get a voice message from you guys. We had one a few weeks ago, but if anyone wants to send in the, a voice message uh, and ask a question on the show, or just have any comments or opinions, I'd like to share tips for the parks, uh, send those in, keep them out, keep them about like a minute long. You can just use the voice memo or voice recorder app on your phone and just record it and then email it to me. And that'd be the easiest way to send in your voice messages. Um, but yeah, so that's it guys. Thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt from the Access Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage. <laughs>